Well, the boys from Timbers be too much. They're tough as hell and full of Dutch. So let's start a four-game run. It's win all or they're done. So the Bulldogs will have to be clutch. Tanya, you ready? Yes. Good, because you're fucking going. Yeah! Matt, you ready? Yes, yes, yes. Good, because you're fucking going. Yeah! Victor, you ready? It's not a goldfish. Good, because you're going. Yeah! That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny, and now Shorzy. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is wearing boxer briefs. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room this time is Victor, and he's. I'm joining him actually in his room, and I'm actually I'm at his place tonight. And online we have Squirrely well. Matt, shut up, and the lovely <laughs> Tanya is also online. And joining us this week, he is from Colorado. He's an Avalanche fan, a member of the DM group, a patron, and a great guy. He's a really great guy. Please join me, making some noise for Joey. Wondrous. Yes, oh we're gonna get Lord. to that. Welcome to the produce oh, stand, man. Joey. How are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. Excellent. Uh, so I didn't show never get old. Since since this is your first time on, we'll have to get all your you know uh, incidentals out of the way. Uh, where are mm-hmm. you speaking to us from? Yeah, I'm just uh, outside Denver, Colorado. Very nice, very nice. And uh, is that where you're from originally? Yep, I am what seems like one of the few natives in the state at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> very cool it's it seems like you blend right in though we every time we see you you're either walking out with your like uh ski goggles on or uh you're, you're <laughs> yeah, spending a lot of time bikers. outdoors yes <laughs> yep try to can't uh just sit here all day i gotta I, i've never heard that got. reference the pit fight is that you said pit vipers that came yeah. up earlier when you popped on with the that's pit what I was, yeah that's what i was wearing walking the dog earlier what why are they called pit vipers is that just the brand name just yeah the name of the brand oh they look like ski goggles. Puppers? Yeah, we. Damn, oh yeah, that's Victor's right. Victor's on top of it. That's right. Well, I brought it, you know. So if I'm coming over, damn, I'm Al's on top of it. <laughs> he's coming. He's coming. Correct. I, I brought the sticks. He brought the sticks. We're gonna have those later. Um, Heck yeah. So where did when and where did you discover? I know this is a, a Shorzy oh, podcast, cute. but we we have to do the Letter Kenny. When did you discover Letter Kenny? Uh, it was late summer of I believe nineteen. We were at a, a buddy's place and he and the, our other friend were just chatting about like an episode or two, really into it, quoting it. And I was left out because I didn't know what they were talking about. Right. Almost. And so I'm like, well, I want to check the show out. And uh, I stuck with it and mm-hmm. just it, I, I took off with it. Uh, and then they all just stopped. I'm like, well, you guys are lame. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're into it, you want to share the inside jokes and they're already past it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Trying to get everybody. Oh, sure. He's so great. Letter Kenny's so great. And I was like, Yeah, cool. Yeah, that was I so. That was so thanks and quotes, and then just like, what? <laughs> they, they, they need, you need to get them on this podcast. And speaking of this podcast, when did you discover mm-hmm. this podcast? Right, and then I believe discovered you guys. I'd seen on Twitter a couple times, shared variously with um, Letter Kenny answers or memes or one of the varying accounts. I believe it was June of uh, twenty. 
one. Hmm. So last year, last right? June, basically. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's, that's right. right. Yeah. 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 Last summer. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, I mean, how are you now? We're going to have our lineup tonight is going to be Tanya, Matt, Al, Victor, and our guest Joey will have the last words. So Tanya, she's giving me the, what the fuck? Why am I first again? Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. This day is such a write-off. Um, yeah. So, yes. So, yeah. So, Yes. Yeah, so uh we have no internet here. Should I get into it or do you want to go first and and, and explain the situation? Talk about whatever you want to talk about. I've got my my points here, so you go ahead. I've got my point. Uh yeah, so we uh woke up, the day was normal, and then everything went to hell. I, I came back and internet was gone, and we uh quickly needed to get with a new game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Al's uh, roomies now with Victor. Yes. We've been hanging and, out all day today. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm you up for it, some internet and I'm kicking it with the kids here. So it's been a jam packed day. <laughs> and I got to say my week is just all very confusing. I'd like mm-hmm. yesterday felt like Thursday. Today's feels like Friday. It's just all I'm, I'm again, very discombobulated. I'm with it you on that. Yeah. I don't know what happened this week, but it just doesn't feel like, uh, but I went out with my girls. Oh my gosh. I went out with my girls for the very first time in two years, mm-hmm. which is a very big deal for me. Um, I, yeah, I had a lot of fun and uh, got to hang out with my friends and give them some hugs that were long overdue. And it felt really, really good. I know everybody's probably already been there, done that, but uh um, yeah, I've just been taking my time and doing what feels right when it feels right. So, Victor, uh, forget, that's, that's that's Victor's got a handheld <laughs> mic tonight. That's why he sounds so much better, but he, he forgets to hold it up when he wants to say something. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I already missed an opportunity for a couple, couple of zingers, but yeah, what are you going to do? do? <laughs> um, and Al, I think you missed an opportunity to uh, say that this episode has a stick out instead of... <laughs> this uh, your intro there well I, I was i was trying to be less on the nose but okay we, we, we'll right. talk about that i know lots of our listeners can't wait to hear what you have to say about <laughs> we, this episode. yeah we already heard about your girls out so now you know let's... <laughs> the girls are out and, and now you have four guys on the panel and yeah. you should have said the dicks are out this is weird having tanya on the on the screen on the other side and not right beside <laughs> me this is i'm gonna tell it is very very strange strange Matt, the whole how, live stream isn't happening so they don't even know can't I know. See the girls out. I know. I'll have to post some, <laughs> right. some screenshots or something. All right. So no one. Yes, of course, because this is a podcast, not a live stream tonight. So yeah. no one actually sees the dynamics here. Are all uh, switchy roo. It's all weird, Joey. You, you're the recipient. You, you're the benefactor of this. <laughs> I'm the I'm the one winner in all yeah. this. Matt, how's your week? Take it. <laughs> it's been. Enough. I feel like I just want a normal week. Mm-hmm. Really, really badly. <laughs> It's been another fucking week. Uh, on, on the topic of sticks, Ed, I'm, I'm going commando tonight, so that's cool. Stand up, Matt. Uh, I dare you. It's, well, I'm commando. It doesn't mean I'm naked. Uh. <laughs> but it's quite comfortable. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just rolling with Free it. Free ball on it. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just, it just worked in uh. the way my day and pattern of events occurred. So here I am. So 
you know, there's that. Thank and you so much for sharing that with us. <laughs> You're welcome. It felt relevant to the to the night, so I went with it. Yeah. I'm uh, the rest of the night. Could you put the camera point look camera a little higher so we don't have to see it? Yeah. <laughs> well, if I get a little Either. excited, you might you might get too much information. Yeah. So who knows? But you know, uh, there was that. Um, I'm I'm all normally I'm just starting my beer, but I'm on my fourth. <laughs> as we lead in the show, because I was expecting Darren Rose earlier, and that didn't quite work out. We'll get we'll, we'll get him. We can't wait to have him. But you know, thanks to him, you're going to get a little 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 more little more Matt tonight, and that's Tips okay. Matt. Sticks out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had a, I had a hell of a fucking day. Um, the week's been pretty good overall. Mm-hmm. I won't get into too much detail, but we got into a bit of a spat with my ex-wife, and uh, that's yes. always fun. If you have kids and you separate, just be good to each other, man. Yeah. That's that's all I can say. Cause shit can go south really, really quick. And uh, I'm walking, talking example of that. And you know, the harder you try to control situations, the worse shit gets. Um, I took it out on the couch, the old couch behind me here. Luckily it's the old couch. And I did listen. I totally recognize this is not a healthy behavior action, but I got really upset and I literally dismantled it with one swift kick and uh, it felt really good, though. Uh, so that 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 helped alleviate some of my day. Um, but again, it's going in the trash anyway. So I recognize that I didn't take it anything good. But it's been a day. Um, aside from that, it's been fun. I'm waiting on a package uh, on the dick to- on the dick topic. Um, I'm really excited. I was really hoping it was going to be here tonight uh, so I could show off sure. my package. And uh, that we, didn't happen either. We really um, guess we're halfway package. there. Yes. Yeah, I know we're halfway. I, I'm compensating, right? It's all about balance. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll hopefully have it next week to show. But I, I there's this company in Toronto called Retro Kid. And they basically, I feel like even on this call, no one's going to really know what I'm talking about. But they celebrate, I'd say, the late 70s, 80s, um, you know, nostalgia stuff. So I got this sweater uh, from an old TV show called Camp Caribou. Uh. And I'm dying (laughs) to put this thing on on myself. And it was supposed to be here, but the uh, Canada Post effed up the mailing and said they delivered it, but no one arrived. So... You know, I didn't have it tonight, but I'll have it for next week. Hopefully, I, I thought you're going to say leggings from Flashdance. <laughs> no, that, that's a good one, though. That's, I'll recommend that. To, actually, funny enough, we were talking about Beaver Lumber mm-hmm. uh, what, yeah. last week or whatever. I reached yeah. out to them and said, you guys need to do uh, uh, some show some love to Beaver Lumber. And the guy, the owner laughed and said, you know, we might do that later this year. Perfect. So nice. we'll see if that comes up. But. I can totally see that on the T-shirt, the Beaver Lumber, right? Lumber logo. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did like consumers distributing recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, By way, okay. I think. I think. Bre- they- Brewers Retail mm-hmm. um, and a few other old TV shows. It's it's a great brand um, yeah. and they're just crushing it right now. So. I think I think anyway. it's smart. I think they wait until the logos like expired, like the the trademarks expired, oh, so that yeah, so they yeah. can just use whatever logo they want. So it's it's pretty smart. Yeah, they're they're just crushing in this brand. They're bringing back they're like they're just bringing back old fun stuff that people mm-hmm. loved, and uh, I had to get on that wagon. So, nice. anyways, that's been my week. I'm gonna have to check that out. That sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. I think there was a byweight TV T-shirt, wasn't yes. there? Yes, yes, they just it was part of their yeah. uh, old yeah. school collection. Yeah. They just rolled out. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I um, had byweight everything. Oh, yeah. so did I. Unfortunately, um, so this week for myself, I was, you know, Monday was my birthday. Had a pleasant birthday. Oh, right, week. happy belated, man. Thank I, was, you. I actually had yeah. that as a note to lead with, and I fucked that up. Oh, well, you had one job. <laughs> one Matt. job, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pleasant week for that. Um. We've been, been having some really hot weather, especially today. Holy crap, it's hot, hot and sticky. 
Uh, Friday night we did our table read with uh, Dean and uh, and Tiara, and that was a lot of fun. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, we did the uh, the Canada Goose episode, so check that out if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, we had a good time with that one. Um, and yeah, I can't think of anything. Oh, and Tanya and I finished Hacks yesterday. Um, yes. So the end of season two, really enjoyed it. And the way it ended, it, it, they could have ended the series, but Tanya, you'll be happy to know. I just found out today they've been renewed for season three. So awesome. Yeah. So mm-hmm. looking forward to Excellent. that. Uh, Victor? Well, I'd like to lead with a, uh, a heartfelt happy birthday. Oh, Victor, you're my favorite panelist. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there, Victor. See what you did. <laughs> and, I, and I approve of it. <laughs> it's not so much what he did, it's what you did. It. I know, I get it. <laughs> Uh, so aside from that, you know, it's been a pretty uneventful week. Uh, you're welcome, Matt. And, um, we did, uh, finish, uh, Stranger Things, uh, oh, part how one. Oh, uh, yeah. Part one. Fuck yeah. Uh, probably the best yeah. season since season one, maybe even better. Like I, I've really, really? enjoyed it. Really enjoyed huh. it so far. I'm not going to give anything away. I've heard like, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of trope, but I mean, that's, that's what the show is about. It's mm-hmm. trope and yeah. nostalgia, but they've done it well. And, you know, we were all concerned. What is it going to be like with the kids older? Is mm-hmm. it going to work? Mm-hmm. Yes, it works. And, and yeah. I can't wait for the thing to continue after the break that it's on right now. Very good. Two weeks. Oh, so they're not, they didn't release the whole series no. or no, that's yeah. too bad. No, no, it's fine. It gives you a chance to breathe and catch mm-hmm. up on other things. So my son and I started watching uh, the n- new season of The Boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't uh, wait so, for that so, one. So, oh, I'm, I'm so behind on some of these. I want to see Umbrella so, Academy, um, The Boys. Yeah, well, Umbrella, oh, I don't think uh, uh, landed cool. yet. But, yeah. but um, and so Tanya, I'm not going to say anything, uh, 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 give anything away, but you might want to watch the first episode. Just you, you might enjoy it. Um, <laughs> the first episode of which of, one? Of the new season of The Boys. Oh, she yeah. She never got the into The Boys. Uh, yeah, just watch the first episode. She did. Yeah. In other words, there's D in it, I'm sure. Yeah. Lots of, like, lots and lots of ma- frontal nudity. Wow. Male. Really? Nudity, yeah. I'm so appreciative. Like, like in, of- a, in a way that you can't even imagine. <laughs> Oh. Like in a Wait, way that you can't even imagine. I suspect your imagination's pretty. Yeah, wild, I, I, so. I would if I would <laughs> if I gave you ten guesses, you still wouldn't guess it. So, so there's just, so much more D though these days than there ever was. You don't before. understand. I've, you don't get it. I've, All about balance. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like it was like there were you know boobs for sure. Always there was always boobs, but D. Hardly ever. Yeah. Yeah. You anyway, be, it was very rare to see a, a, yeah. a date. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> when you see it, you'll see what I mean. It's nothing. It's it's nothing that you could ever imagine. Anyway, so so that um, so total recommend on both shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch them. You'll enjoy them. Um, and what else? Oh, and of course the playoffs started. So that's inc- mm-hmm. well, in, in the, in, in the sport. So not, yeah. while, while we waited for, for Darren who never showed up, um, and because, you know, Victor right now sitting here with the mic in his hand kind of reminded me of like two sports guys talking about sports. <laughs> the French. Uh, I asked him uh, for his take on the playoffs because I knew you were coming on and you're an Avs fan and your Avs are in the final. So congratulations. Absolutely. They are. Thank you. Uh, Victor, what do you Four think years. of this, this series? Yeah. I, I mean, first of all, we had a great game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it looked like it. It What's looked the like the Avs. Were, I heard the we there. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like the, it looked like the Avs were in control in I'll the first it. period, but th- that's the problem with the Tampa Bay. You can never count them out. They just come back and score that crazy first goal that uh, Nick Paul, like the superstar garbage 
goddamn. Anyway, because <laughs> uh, he 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 put the Leafs out of the out of the round. Right. Anyway, so so he scores this crazy, weird, lucky, incredible goal. Um, and, and anyway, second period, not much happens. And then uh, all, you know, it's, it's now a tied game three, three in a third period. Uh, again, the Avs look like they had control, but, uh, but, but Tampa Bay came back. I mean, you know, they tied that game. And the only thing I'm concerned for you, my friend is camper. Uh, he's letting in goals that he's not, he your, your tendy is yeah. about as good as the yeah. Bulldogs. Yeah. Tendy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, so if he doesn't <laughs> yeah. pull his weight, cause, cause uh, I almost feel like Tampa Bay gave, Colorado a freebie by by Vasilevsky starting out slow, uh, and you're not going to get yeah, too we, many. Yeah, we we got lucky and yeah. because of slow start, they yeah. Uh, yeah so I thought like really if I was away. if I was gambling, I probably would have put my money on um, Tampa Bay just because the way they came back. But they always lose the first game. They like to lose the first game. They like to to kind of make you feel kind of all good and 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 proud yeah. about yourself. Build you up, just you to build break you up. Down. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a you know what? Like, don't sit on your laurels. Uh, go 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 out hard. Uh, pucks in deep and all that. So I, you know, I would keep your sticks on the I, ice. I, I, I don't, Sally boys. Yeah. I don't have a horse in a race. My my son's rooting for 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 the Avs. So you know uh, that that's not a good. Hey, thing we were once Canadian. Yeah, you were. You were once Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. But anyway, that's so nice logo. Yeah. So nice that, 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 that's that's a sweet looking logo. I don't know how how the Quebecers feel about it. They might still you know <laughs> resent have some resent there. So sure, you know the the year that they moved, they were gonna they, you know they were gonna win the next they, year. They had a stacked team, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had a stacked team. They moved. That's right. We did win it the yeah. next year. Yeah, we exactly. did. Yes, there you go. Exactly. Joey, how, how was your week? <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, work's been crazy busy and frustrating and been four years and just kind of maybe similar things as a Tanya perhaps, but, uh, looking for a career change. Um, I have a buddy who's getting married this weekend. That's what we're going away to. Uh, he's a firefighter and he's been trying for a little while now to get me to join, uh, a department, not necessarily Mm -hmm. his, but to join a department. Um, and that's something I'm going to look into. I just, uh, is that, are you a trained firefighter? Sorry. You're a trained firefighter. No, but to get my EMT certification right. to then get uh, picked up and then get sent through uh, mm-hmm. fire Academy. Oh, cool. Gotcha. Um, so I actually just put my application in for that, for the uh, community college to get that certification nice. uh, today. So we'll Very see good. what comes of that. Yeah. Nice. That's, That's great, exciting. Man. I'm surprised yeah, they never, they never had a spinoff from police Academy to fire Academy. <laughs> Fire Academy. Well, they had like uh, they had a backdraft. I don't know if that counts though. But that wasn't a comedy. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't it hilarious? And that guy. Died? Anyway, that's amazing, man. Well, I hope uh, I hope it works out for you because. Uh, Thank that, you. That would be that would be really cool. Yeah, it'd be a huge, huge, drastic change. Mm-hmm. With what are you doing right now, Joey? I work at a brewery. I'm in packaging. Oh, okay. um, oh, so okay. the beers, everything is already made. I just help put it into cans, bottles, and kegs. Nice. Cool. It is like a craft brewery. Yep. Something it's uh, called Breckenridge brewery. We're okay. owned by Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch has a sect of craft breweries and they just collected a bit more. Um, so there's, a, I think about 20 craft breweries yeah. um, across the U S that they own. Nice. Maybe one or two in Canada, but I'm not sure about that. Anheuser-Busch, um, Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Within this uh, sect of mm-hmm. breweries, I, I can't recall. 
Um, but it's Breckenridge, Elysian is in Washington, mm-hmm. uh, 10 barrels out in Oregon, Golden Roads in LA, Blue Point in, in uh, Long Island, Goose, uh, Goose Island in Chicago. Mm. It's like big, bigger craft breweries that maybe you guys might be able to get your hands on too. We have Goose Island up mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's a regular for me. Yep. Very cool. All right. Well, it sounds like maybe you could use a little bit of a lift, you know, a little bit of coffee maybe. So why don't we hear from our sponsor? Hey there. Wait, what are we doing again? You want to do a live sponsor read? read. Oh, okay. Wait, we have a sponsor? Yes, it's Eric. Oh, I know Eric. He's a good guy. I know. Did you know he sells coffee? Yes, of course I... I think it's called Diabolical Coffee. Can we just... It's devilishly good coffee. You don't say. He also sells diabolically awesome swag. Terrific. He's got a roast for all tastes. Is that right? Yeah, you can order whole bean, coarse, standard grind, and espresso. Espresso, but whatever. Hey, uh, <laughs> don't you and Tanya use K-Cups? You know we do. I think he has those too. Wonderful. Imagine if we could use promo code like produce stand to get 10% off coffee or merch from his store. Yes, that would be cool. Wait a minute. I just had a brilliant idea. What's that? We should get Diabolical Coffee to sponsor the podcast. We should? Yes. Why have we never thought of that before? I give up. <laughs> that's that's the Victor I'm used to hearing, not not this Victor we have tonight. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Eric, for your support. Yes. Speaking You're of support, spa day. welcome to new followers. <laughs> Brittany Gamble, Crystal Dawn Prophet from Westminster, Maryland. Frank Gillis, Treeboard Roll Tide Sevier from the Moon. Amy and Hamish from Vermont, Kelly Wiley, Esther Ray, Taylor from Greenville, North Carolina, Sarah Lee from Oregon, Viraj Dave from Oshawa by Mississauga, Rum Runners Pod from Lay Valley, Pennsylvania, Brian Croplin from Kitchener, Ontario, Dog from the Doghouse, Chris Tarango from Columbia, Tennessee, uh, GYB, Fanscape uh, S1, Airing S2, Preparing from Las Vegas, Auntie Ray Ray from Ass to Ass. Ohio, uh, Brad Yibema or uh, Yibema from Grand Rapids. Border to border. Has to has. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Is that like a hold to hold to pull to pull? Maybe Steve Isle FM podcast from Eden, Utah. Utah. All right, people. Eric Solar, Hunokala uh, from uh, United States. Phil Smith from Brisbane, Queensland. George, nineteen seventy six. 21st century digital mic from Arizona stand. Uh, Bobby Hillis from, from Lower Kennedale, Washington. Joseph Revels or Reveals. Um, Brian Reeves from the Bay. Nerds and slurred words from San Antonio, Texas. You're very distracting sitting beside me. I'm just staring at you. Hockey Dad 45 from McFarland, Wisconsin. Where are we here? Rose Blotch from from wherever beef of the north from oregon whitney savannah uh, whitney from savannah georgia c keith isabel from renton washington jm carson from brockton xavier ailman from McAllen, kellogg ria from ohio sergey from united states james m brown from durham north carolina jack jake greg boeington steve vinning maryland uh, from maryland fox gomez from north colorado uh, Fult, oh, do you know him, uh, uh, Joey? Uh, Fultron, Warrior, Colorado? Probably not. Northern Colorado. Fultron, Scythe 2, Wayne Madas, Caesar, <laughs> and K.A. DeWall Anderson. Thank you for following and hopefully for listening. For listening. 
where the hell's there it is? Previously, previously on letter canning. Cry before. <laughs> I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, I got to give you credit. Like I'm no linguistic by any means, and neither am I. I don't the, doubt how obviously. difficult all that is to read. So props that you do that every. I should really practice. Also, that text is so small. I don't know how you can see it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> normally it's up there, but anyway, here we go. Are you almost getting caught up? Or are we still? Because I saw oh, there was another. Influx. There's no way I'm catching up ever. I'm never catching up. Well, that's not a bad problem. <laughs> no, it's not. No? So, so just uh, sit back and relax. Previously on Letterkenny. <laughs> Last week, we reviewed episode two of Shorzy, Veteran Presence. That episode was a unicorn getting a fresh rating from all our panelists. And, and according to our scientific Twitter poll, 95.3% of you agreed, while 47 gave it a clearance. No composts were given. Uh, and there's a blue spatula for those who gave it a clearance, even from, from Victor. This week, we recap and review episode three of Shorzy, Know Your Role. Tanya, have you done your homework? Yes. Matt, have you done your homework? Trice. I've done my homework. Victor, have you done your homework? It is. And Joey, have you done your homework? <laughs> uh, yeah. There yeah, we yeah. go then. Four times. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. The chorus. We, we open with the national anthem being sung by a girls choir at the new Blueberry Bulldogs first game against the Flying Dutchman of Timmins, along with the infamous Appledorn brothers. As the anthem is sung, the ca- the camera pans patch past each of the sluts' faces, and then we get to Shorzy, who's crying, and that's the end of the cold open. We get we cut to the logo. So, very fast cold open. Tanya, what are your first impressions? Um, yeah, I was just waiting for the camera to pan over Shorzy and I expected to see him cry because we've already received that tidbit of information. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wondered if um, our friends in the U.S. know that um, our national anthem is saying in both uh, or many different ways. There's a English version, there's the French version, and then there's the English French version. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were playing. Yeah, was that uh, they were doing both. Uh, the the French was also included in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we have new versions too. We have a. a um, well, they they sang the um, new words. They sang the new lyrics in that clip. So it's not new anymore. Oh, no, they? it's not new anymore. But yeah, it's since we have indigenous um, um, one now. Oh no! I didn't. I thought I didn't know that's what you were talking about. Yeah, I think it's been translated into a bunch of different languages. But yeah, yeah, there's an indigenous version too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, what did you uh, think? I, oh. It was it was fast. I I I didn't know if that was the cold again. If that was it for the yeah. cold open, or if they were going to go another little bit. Of they show the else. logo. That's but, how you uh, know. Yeah. After yeah. you see the logo. <laughs> that's right. It's so yeah. it's over. Uh, it feels like the, in Shorzy, the cold, the cold open is pretty fluid. Like uh, it sometimes it's longer, like in episode one. And sometimes it's just a scene, like a quick scene, like it was, it was last night. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Yeah. I'm, I mean, with Shorzy, these aren't cold opens. These are intros or teasers just to kind of kick yeah. things off that's what they sure. are i mean let's I agree or let's not oversell them for what they are but i mean it's simple it was great it, mm-hmm. it set the scene i know that there's been rumors of you know 
how uh, much of a softy and sensitive shores you can get at times is a great way to show it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered, and I, and I quickly searched and find anything, if there was any significance to the choir that was singing, mm. like if they were like a local band in Sudbury or something of that nature. Probably. Uh, Everything like on a, this show is, seems I love to it. be they, like they, focused like, hyper like this, on, on yeah, Sudbury. It's like a big uh, mm. like love story to Sudbury and, and how they've been treated like for like last 11 seasons. It's yeah. like they're giving back to just mm-hmm. celebrate the city through this show. Yeah, for um, sure. So I I assumed it was a local something, but no, it was fine. It was great. Seeing Shorzy cry was pretty um, <laughs> hilarious and yeah. he's a big sob and I, I loved it. I also loved uh, during the pan, how, how low the camera had to get after going from Dolo to Shorzy. You notice that it, like as they went from <laughs> yeah. each person, the whole yeah. thing shifted. Yeah. I loved it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So Shorzy, you were expecting to see him cry and, uh, and it delivered Uh good point. I should have looked up to see if the, that girl's choir was, was anywhere. I, I, I don't even know where I would have started looking, but um. Yeah, so it might have got a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> if I do a search, girls choir. No, that that would be not a good search to so be doing. Bad. Yeah, uh, not I the think work computer. Your your points stands like uh, <laughs> these have really been cl- except for the first one. The first one was kind of a, a letter Kenny cold open when we had that sports kind of segment with with a Nick yeah. and and uh, um, the the but, other. But even but even I I would I would argue that one that one as we talked about was setting the stage for the series. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. they were trying to so just so much the story. Yeah, yeah, they right. were just like let's set as much as we can up out of the gate so that we're not having to explain every little tidbit from here on out. Yeah, fair and enough. then they've stepped away since. You have anything to add, Victor? I mean, not much to add. I mean, no. it it is what it is. Yeah, I I don't have an issue with the fact that it's not mm-hmm. doesn't fit our no. definition of a cold open as, as far as letter Kenny goes, mm-hmm. there's still intros that we, ha- we get before the, I guess the, the, the credits, the, the, logo, the, credit, the logo, the, the logo, there's, there's no, right? you notice there's no theme. There's no opening theme. Like, yeah. yeah. There's, there's no yeah, song. There's no music. music's playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in this case, the, yeah, it was just old Canada or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, again, back to the show that we sometimes, uh, uh reference to corners, corner gas. They also started, every episode with mm-hmm. a intro, mm-hmm. not necessarily cold open, but an intro. It worked. It works here. I don't have an issue with it. Happy to continue to talk about the intros. Um, and let's move on. Yeah, sure. Joey, anything? Uh, that was pretty much all of it. I mm-hmm. do think like the episode is only 26 minutes. Yeah. Minus credits. Um, that I think the cold opens because there's so much to do generally mm-hmm. with the story that it makes the episode seem longer. Like there's so much meat in the episode. Like today, this episode seemed really long. There's yeah. so much going on. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the cold opens don't take from that. They add to it. And makes it actually feel longer, mm-hmm. like a longer episode. Agreed. Yeah. Good point. And uh, we'll, we're going to see just how long this episode feels, especially when we get to the, my description of the hockey game coming up. But first <laughs> we open with scene one, we open on a black and we open on black and with Shorzy shouting the following at one of the Apple Dorm brothers. You take my lane one time tonight, Apple Dorm, and I'll take your entire fucking top row. That's Shorzy threatening one of the Dutch brothers that he'll, uh, you know, he'll uh, knock his top teeth out if uh, he gets in Shorzy's way. Uh, still on the black, we get the words 24 hours earlier, so we get a flashback. Uh, we cut to Sanger and Shorzy at Pepe Panini's. Uh, Sanguinette is unsure about coaching. Uh, Shorzy doesn't understand. It's not like he's fucking 
you know, it's fucking quantum teleportation. It's coaching senior hockey, not fucking cryptocurrency. It's not fucking roundabouts. I love it. How roundabouts is suddenly I love the roundabouts like one so much more <laughs> you know, complicated than, you know, com- quantum uh, teleportation uh, production. Nope. It's been mentioned a number of times, but in case you're new to the podcast, Pepe Panini is an actual place in Sudbury and it's owned by Jay and Julia Burton. Those names should be of note if you if you're a Letterkenny okay. fan, because Jay plays Tyson and Julia plays Mia Sophia in the original Letterkenny. Oh, she's the one. She's the one with the girls. The she's yeah, she's the one with the cans. And the cans. Yes. And uh, her so chest. When, so when we travel to Sudbury, should Sudbury. we ask? From Sudbury. 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 Blueberry. We we should ask for permission to do a live podcast from the Peppy Paninis. Uh, you know, we could try. Huh? Huh? That's not uh, the worst idea you've come up with. No, no. After hours. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate Maybe that. Maybe if you order some Paninis That's the best fucking idea yeah. I've ever heard. And we'll we'll have to position that as a win. I don't we'll, think it came across like that. We'll, we'll try the pitter, pitter patter Panini when we get to it. <laughs> All right. I'll start looking at their menu. We'll Peter Powder Panini every day of the week. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they're interrupted by Pam, the waitress, who's played by Michaela Brasseur uh, from Saskatchewan. Pam, thank you, Pam. She's uh, some of her credits include The Handmaid's Tale, uh, Survival Box, Boy versus Girls. Pam brings Sanger and Shorzy some puppers, and then she lays into Shorzy. Oh look, the Sudbury Raspberry Rottweilers. Pamski. Oh, put your jibs in and have some fucking self-respect. And if you leave that spitter on the table again, I'll give you another fucking gap, I swear to God. Wham bam, thank you, Pam. Fucking gross, dude. Pam leaves. Sanguinette asks Shorzy for help with the coaching. Shorzy tells Sanguinette to shut the fuck up. Sanguinette tells Shorzy he can't tell his coach to shut the fuck up. This seems to bother Shorzy a bit. Do I look like Ken Hitchcock? No. Just help me out for the first game. What do I look like, Reg Dunlop? A bit. Just... Don't do what Michaels did. Michaels didn't do much. Exactly, he's useless. I don't want to yell at anybody. Well, then how are you going to get him to do what you want? Well, I just... Huh? I don't want to be a bully. Stop <laughs> fucking bullying. Everybody's so soft. It's tough love. What's the difference? All right, we're teammates. We're brothers. Yeah? I'd go to the wall for you. Yeah? Are you my brother? You're my brother. Would you go to the wall for me? I'll go to the wall. Then you're allowed to call me a fucking useless cunt on your way there. Yeah? Hell yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Help me out, my man. Just for the first game. Fuck around. All right, you get one. I'll show you how it's done, but then you're on your own. Thank you, Shorzy. And you're calling the lineup. Production note here. Ken Hitchcock. He's an NHL coach. He coached Dallas, Philadelphia, Columbus, St. Louis, and Edmonton. He won a cup with Dallas in 1999. Reggie Dunlop is a fictional character from the movie Slapshot played by Paul Newman. So those were the two people (laughs) they were talking about. He won the cup, but it was controversial. Well. Because Brett Hall scored that goal that should have oh, counted because right. it was in the crease and okay. a stupid rule. Okay. Sour grapes. I'm anyway. sorry. Did you say t- Ken? Ken Hitchcock? Hitchcock. Yes. Not Ken, Ken. Hitchcock. No. <laughs> I, no I, I had the same girl. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 okay. His so name is it's Ken. a different person. Ken, Ken Hitchcock. Ken, Ken Hitchcock. He was short and portly. He, well, Do you think that's why they named him Ted Hit Ten Inch Cock? Just it's, thought of that. It's possible. It's it possible because they couldn't and, use Ken. Yeah, and watching the episode, I wouldn't have distinguished there was a different name being said there. Ah, uh, no. So Ken Hitchcock, yeah. he's a well-known coach. I mean, he's a very successful NHL coach, and actually also well-known. You said he's portly, but he lost a ton of weight he for did. a while there. He did, uh, yeah. and then gained a bunch of it back. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. a very successful NHL coach. Not not well liked by his players. Though. N- no. 
All right. Scene two, uh, cut to the Bulldogs dressing room. The team are suited up and waiting for their coach. Sanguinette walks in wearing a suit. He's applauded by the team. Sanger does a roll call by calling out each player's names, asking if they're ready. Good. Cause they're going. And the team responds with Yahoo. Uh, JJ responds response is less than enthusiastic, which gets some trips from Shorzy. Greet the fucking day, bud. Somebody get this guy a fucking jolt cola. Sanger awkwardly calls on Shorzy for his pregame pep talk. Yeah, so like you got some good fucking players now, so we'll run them up. And we got three Ojibwe gyms, so we'll fill them in. Hey, Sanguinette? Run them up and fill them in. That's new Bulldogs hockey. No, get out of the fucking way. The rest of you. You, 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 you the most. You, you the second most, and you. You're useless. Actually, it's you the most, and you the second most. You're young. Dumb and mostly all ugly. Like fish, I would think you're ugly, but I saw you on a date with Samantha McMeekin at Respect is Burning, so you mustn't be. Fish reminds me of that player from Ottawa. I forget his name. Um, uh, defenseman, kind of long hair. The, the the Oh, Eric Carlson? Was it Eric Carlson? He was traded know. to San Jose. Yeah, I think it was Eric Carlson. Yeah, I, yeah. I, for a while there, I thought it was Eric Carlson. Yeah, not, no, no. Not, they're, they're different. They're anyway, different. production note. Uh, this one is courtesy of our friend Awesome. The girl Shorzy says he saw fish with Samantha oh, McKinney, yeah. uh, McMeekin. That's a shout out to the show's script supervisor of the same name. She worked on shows such as Letter Kenny, What We Do in the Shadows, and uh, Mayor of Kingston, Kingstown. So uh, that's an, the name of an actual person on the crew that he's talking about having such a great ass. <laughs> uh, another production <laughs> note, uh, Fish is played by Jacob Smith. He's a former hockey player, obviously. Uh, a, a hockey slash life coach and a, and a podcaster. You can check out his show, the observant observant attention on all major platforms. And then final production note here, the place Shorzy says he saw fish and Samantha is called respect is burning kitchen and bar. And guess what? It's an actual place in Sudbury. Like I swear to God, we can just like plan out our, our, our Shorzy uh, Sudbury trip right now. This is one giant <laughs> Sudbury like tourism. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. So back to Shorzy's back to uh, Shorzy's pregame pep talk. He turns to the team's goaltender or Tendi, as as he called him, uh, played by Christian Prop. Uh, this is his first acting credit. He was also a goalie, played in three major um, junior leagues uh, over his career. Tendi, Shorzy, you're the worst player on our team. Great in the room, but you're the worst player on our team. And your mom's a fucking dog. Yeah, laugh it up, Sommerfeld. Everyone knows what we call your mom, Sanguinette. I'm not saying it. Sumo Feld. <laughs> so, because we're so good, okay, and he's so bad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you serve us. Got it? How? Fish, Samantha McMeekin's ass is an all-time ass and a sea of unreal Sudbury asses, so, like, stick tap on taking her on a date and everything. But if you interrupt me one more time, you may as well just call Tendy's dog mom to come pick you up. I love I love the stick tap reference as a kudos for fish dating Samantha. Uh, Shorzy finally gets the strategy for the game and everyone's role. Timmons have eight Apple dorms and if they beat the Apple dorms, they beat Timmons. So uh, and they're going to fucking beat Timmons. Shorzy tells the useless players that if they see an Apple dorm, they should put a fucking shoulder in them. Uh, let them know they're out there, uh, but stay out of the penalty box. Fish objects. The Apple dorms are super tough. Introduce yourselves, Jim. Jim. My name's also Jim. Problem solved. Thanks, James. Now, as far as serving the tendy goes, if they're shooting, you're getting your body in front of it. Everybody blocking shots. All you useless guys, 
Blocking shots, bugging apple dorns. Now everybody knows the role, eh, Sanguinette? Everyone knows the role. Everyone does their job. Yeah, so who wants to set the tone, boys? Who's gonna fucking set it? I'll let them know you're out there. Scene three. At the game, the arena's nearly empty. Corey and Liam are sitting in the stands. <laughs> they have an entire section to themselves. They probably have the entire arena to themselves, actually. You could hear a bat queef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> good memory. Uh, Corey and Liam are the two high school hockey players at Shorzy trips with when he's working. Corey is played by uh, Berg, oh, Bork Casabon, a 19-year-old hockey player. Uh, this looks like it's his first acting credit. And Liam is played by Keegan Long, also 19, also a hockey player. He's got one other credit, and that's for Letterkenny. He was one of the kids with problems. Uh, also in the arena are Nat, Meeg, and Zeeg. Nat isn't impressed with the turnout, <laughs> obviously. Meeg says you've got to start somewhere. Uh, Meeg notices anger in his suit and comments. Zeeg informs Nat that the season ticket holders still want their money back. Cue the slow motion musical montage. First of the Bulldogs bench, then the Timmons bench and the referees, then back to the ice where the sluts await their opponents. Uh, Diaby uh, stares down one of the Apple dorms who gives a nod. And as soon as the puck drops, so do their gloves. Both teams watch as Diaby dispatches of the Apple dorm. Uh, The game begins. Hitch scores the first goal for the Bulldogs. But then Timmons comes back and scores four unanswered goals on Tendi. Uh, The first period ends with Timmons up 4-1. Corey and Liam enjoy watching the video they shot of Diaby's uh, fight and can't wait to post it online. During the first intermission, what's that? You fucking nerd. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) During the first intermission, Sanguinette gives the team high... uh, uh, his own pep talk, but Shorzy not having any, is not having any of it. He's pissed. He yells at Tendi, saying they're going to have to score 10 goals to win. Then he yells at JJ to wake up and shoot the puck. Then he calls on the gyms to fill them in. In other words, beat up on the other team. Next scene, back on the ice for the second period. Shorzy show, uh, snows the Timmons goalie causing a skirmish, but Timmons just comes back and scores another goal. Shorzy yells at Tendi and breaks his stick on his own net. The Bulldogs get one back and as on a Diaby goal. Uh, to make it 5-2, and then Shorzy scores off a JJ rebound to make it 5-3. Cut to the three gyms, each beating up on an Appledorn. Uh, production uh, note here, the numbers worn by the gyms are number 36. That could that possibly is a, a Matthew Barnaby um, shout-out, maybe. Uh, number um, 70 or 51, and then number 71, which is Jordan Nolan's number for the LA Kings. So he's wearing his own number. Another production note, someone on Twitter inquired about the logo. I mentioned this on Twitter already, but the hat's worn by the gyms. The logo has a three N on with an arrow between the three and the N. This is the logo for an apparel company owned by the three Nolans, Jordan, Brandon, and their father, Ted. Proceeds of their apparel go to their the, their three Nolans First Nation hockey school. So um, again, like there's so much going on here, like so many shout outs and so much promotion happening for not only Sudbury, but uh all of uh, the actors and, and their and their causes. Back to the game. All three gyms are in the penalty box. Shorzy brings them their buckets. Uh, one of the Apple Dorms challenges Shorzy to a fight. At the draw, uh, he says, at the draw here, give me one. Shorzy brushes him off, calling him the dumbest, ugliest, most insignificant Apple Dorn. And Shorzy threatens to stick him right in the face if he comes near him. Scene five. Second intermission, Shorzy's back on the shitter yelling at Tendi again for letting in another couple of goals. Goody, Hitch, and Dolo rave about Sanger's suit. Uh, Shorzy turns his chirping attention to JJ, asking him why he hasn't scored half a dozen goals yet. What's it going to take? A deep and delicious? 
So, production note there, Deep and Delicious, a cake made by McCain since the 70s. It was a staple in most Canadian households. I'm not sure they're available in the U.S., are the, they? The cream never freezes in the freezer. Yeah, I it's love weird. Them. I love them. It's I got, love them. It's got, it's got anti <laughs> I can crush a whole goddamn McCain to my face. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, JJ, Frankie, JJ, okay. <laughs> Joey, have you heard of that uh, or Deep, Sarah Lee. Deep and Delicious uh, cakes? I've oh. not. I know it's Sarah Lee brand, but I don't Sarah know Lee is garbage delicious. compared to McCain. Sarah <laughs> Lee is like just garbage. All right. But yeah. I feel like the Viennetta really needs to be part of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Viennetta? Yes, they guy. don't make the Viennetta anymore. Oh, I know. Sad, sad. That was really sad. That was sad. That was really sad. We used to get the Viennetta, Viennetta log, mm-hmm. the ice cream log. Oh, so oh my gosh. We used to cut that thing in <laughs> That's half. That's a meal right just, here. Like, Oh yeah. So funny, funny. So we all know that, um, Victor has a sweet tooth Mm -hmm. and I was saying to Al, if you're going to go to his house, you have to go with some sweets. You have to go with some dessert and show your appreciation. And I was thinking of the deep and, and delicious, uh, um, cake. Do they even make them anymore? Do they still make them? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've had one. And the chocolate one is the one you want to get. Yeah. The the marble. Absolutely. The marble is right. It's it's just that chocolate cream is like, I'll have it all day long. We're way off. Way off base. You Uh, you know what? Just don't even bring the cake. Just get a bucket and scrape off the cream from about three or four cakes. All right. Put in a bucket and bring me the bucket. Victor, we can agree on that. We can agree on that one. Victor, bring one tomorrow. All right. Here we go. A ladle of cream. Uh, Shorzy offers That's what to, she said. Shorzy offers to buy JJ. Oh, f- <laughs> oh but uh, you know what? Since you're being interrupted, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, so just uh, just an important note when before the game started, when they were uh, you know, staring them down, mm-hmm. if you notice, the skate was over the center line, which is a big no no. Oh, right? so they were daring them to they fight, were, yeah, exactly. So when the two teams come out for the for the pra- for the skate around, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to cross the red line to the other because if you do you're asking so they're being defined so here's a question that was asked in the dm group and i didn't know the answer to do you know why the players uh, the 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 bulldogs were taking knees at that point like when they were staring them down. oh i have that question but also that question taking knees during the fights it seems like they take knees at every chance at every opportunity on the ice you know why uh i think they were just letting it happen I, i think when you take a knee is your you're observe. you're listening, you're observing, mm. right? You're letting, it's like, it's like when a coach is talking, you're mm. taking a knee when okay. during a timeout, you're taking a knee, right? So I think when you're taking a knee, you're putting yourself, you're now, you become kind of the passenger and you're letting the, the others kind of run the show. Does that happen though in, in regular hockey? Sure. Yeah. Cause I've only seen it like. No regular hockey. Yeah. Like you go to any arena and when the, when the coach is talking, everyone's taking a knee mm-hmm. period. Yeah, yeah, but when a fight uh, breaks out. Specifically, no, they're generally holding each other back. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of view it as the Bulldogs knew that they were going to beat the shit out of the other guys, and they were just like letting it happen, knowing that was going to be a positive result for them. Yeah, yeah, and like we'll they get know to they're that. Take yeah. the penalty. Yeah, we're going to get to that because there's some there's some deep <laughs> mind work happening there that that I really appreciated in this. All right. Shorzy offers to buy JJ 50 deep and deliciouses if he'll wake up and score some goals. <laughs> we cut to Nat out in the rink who's bracing herself for the inevitable loss. Uh, back to the dressing room, Shorzy storms out of his bathroom stall saying, we're not fucking losing. Just then, JJ gets a text. It's from, it was, it's from someone named Lawrence uh, letting him know that they're at the game. Uh, this seems to make JJ happy. 
Scene six, back at the ice for the third on the ice for the third period. The bull, Bulldogs come out hitting. Goody lays another Appledorn out with a out cold with a hit. Dolo compliments Goody on the hit and finds one of Appledorn's contact lenses on Goody's chin. Uh, <laughs> Shorzy <laughs> continues to yell at JJ to shoot the fucking puck. Uh, just then, an attractive woman takes a seat in the stands. Presumably, this is Lawrence. JJ sees her, and this seems to make, be the wake-up call he needed. He proceeds to immediately score a goal, then then another one to tie the game at fives with a minute ten left in the game. Shorzy calls on Sanger to call a timeout. I'm sure you've heard enough about uh, enough for me. Let's hear from Shorzy. Goody, JJ, Dolo, and Hitch. Shorzy, Goody, JJ, Dolo, Hitch. Fish, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> All right, boys. We're not losing to a team who got their buckets at fucking Giant Tiger. Now, they're even pitching all night. What we're going to do is we're going to hit them with the beer league special. Okay? So, JJ, once that puck fucking drops, I want you to beeline it straight up the center past their D. Dolo, I'm going to win it back to you. You flick it over everybody's heads. JJ skates into it. Good idea. What's the best fucking idea I ever heard in my life? Settle down. JJ, wake up. When that puck fucking drops, you go straight north. Okay? North. Fast, fucking rapid mall. Well, let's fucking get one, boys. Here we go, boys. Here we go. Almost as good as a, good of an idea as a live recording in Peppy Panini. Yeah, there you go. Best fucking <laughs> idea I've ever heard. I love okay, the giant tiger reference. Production note: Did I already do giant tiger? I can't yeah, remember. So, I don't think so. Giant, yeah. giant oh tiger. God, yes. Or some of us call it GT Boutique. Is a chain of Canadian discount stores. The closest parallel is to an American chain might be Kmart. Uh, and I also think that mo- most of the Kmart locations that shut down in Canada became giant tigers. Yeah. Um, well, when, and then the best thing to call it, like we've already said, the GT Boutique. So this makes yeah. me laugh. So you got to picture this place. It's this big yellow building with this big ass <laughs> tiger on the side yeah. with a bunch of shitty products inside. Yeah. But you go in and at one point along the, the it's, it's no, we're saying a joke, but this is actually rebranded their apparel section as the GT boutique. Have they? With this sort of, oh yeah. It's a really, you can see trucks. We use it as around. a nickname to make fun of it. I didn't know they actually, no, but it, no, it's, it's a real thing. It. So it's like them trying to brand and mm. upsell their, their, Crappy their line of clothing like, as the GT boutique. Yeah. So it's, you'll see trucks, that's their thing. Yeah. Um, and it makes me laugh so hard, but there's still a big ass cartoon tiger on the side of yeah. the building. And and the, the quality of product is like a step below like Walmart. Like it's, yeah. it's not, it's it, not, it's, it's a byway. It's yeah. A, it's I don't know if they know byway. byway. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. they know byway. They don't know. Byway. You can get like a package of 10 socks for like four bucks or yeah. five bucks. <laughs> yeah. And they somehow yeah, make a, you look nerdier. <laughs> yeah. A couple yeah. of those here, but not called that. Yeah. Okay. Kmart's are out of business. They're just, if you own one, mm-hmm. it, you're a poor business person. Yeah. Well, so the same, same up here, the Kmart's are, are history. I think there's <laughs> one Kmart left in all of like Ontario. Somewhere. Is it really? I, th- I don't think I so. did have a few things on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause Sanger previously asked Shorzy for assistance. Mm-hmm. With coaching and everything, and Shores, he tells kind of, kind of under his breath, uh, Sanger to take the time out and like how to. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't under his breath. He yelled. <laughs> that was pretty overt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he, his head's like kind of down, like yeah, turning up towards him. Yeah, he's like call it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like call it himself, obviously, but yeah, like he's yeah. definitely did the coaching bit for him. Yeah, and he observed the whole other team and how they were playing and everything and how to take advantage of their. Of their uh, losses, or, uh, no, he, he downloped the whole thing. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, and again, I'll when I, looking forward to when I get my turn to t- say what I say about this thing because uh, uh, Shorzy plays a huge role in this game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
people who don't know hockey may not see. Uh, back to the game. The tense music begins. Shorzy's li- uh, Shorzy lines up with the uh, with the Apple Dorman. He's been chirping all game with and uh, with the warning that he has no interest in winning this faceoff. He's planning on cross-checking him in the teeth at the drop of the puck. So when the puck drops, Appledorm decides to cross-check Shorzy first. Shorzy goes down, but not before winning the faceoff cleanly back to Dolo, just like he said he would. JJ takes off toward the, the Timmins net, and then Dolo airmails the puck to JJ, who is in alone past the Timmins defense and rips a shot, a top shelf glove side uh, for the go-ahead goal, and the Blueberry Bulldogs win the game 6-5. Uh, scene seven in the dressing room after the game, the team celebrates the win. Shorzy asks coach Sangonet who gets the game stick. Sanger <laughs> awards it to JJ. So Shorzy hands JJ an ice cream drumstick. The play, the team applauds and Shorzy applauds all the gyms for their fight. Dolo asks Sander, how, Sanger how many sticks he bought. Sanger said he got a Costco pack. Dolo suggests that since they won as a team, the team should each get a stick. Shorzy marinates on this idea. Wait, no, hold on. Like, but doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of the game stick? Settle down. It don't have to. How would it not? Because the winner of the game stick gets his stick first. But then everyone gets a game stick. Phenomenal. Yeah, but like, we'd still make like a little thing of it, though, right? Like, you know, first off, so-and-so gets the game stick, and then- What do you mean? Well, like, first off, blank gets the game stick. Well, if he wants, I suppose. Always say so, the MVP of the game for his game stick up. Okay, so, okay, so, the game stick's awarded. Okay. That guy gets his stick first. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else gets their stick? Unbelievable. I don't know. Maybe ask the gyms. That's a good idea. What do you think, Jim? Yeah. Jim? Yeah. Jim? I'm actually uh, lactose intolerant, but I'll power through it. Well, thanks, Jims. <laughs> so we're all just eating sticks after W. Till we're stog, me son. Sounds like a great idea. That's the best fucking idea I've ever heard in my life. They both. Here we go. And cut to all the players enjoying their sticks while, while the song surrounded by Chantel Kreviasic plays in the background. Uh, Shorzy asks the sluts if they've called their parents. They haven't. Shorzy asks them oh, <laughs> what they want their parents to fucking hate them uh, or something. So they all grab their phones and call their parents. Uh, while this is going down, Fish looks over to Tendi. Other players seems to be enjoying their game sticks. Scene eight in Nat's office. The women are also celebrating the team's win. Nat notes that Tendi should have had a couple of those goals. Just then, Tendi, Fish, and a couple of other the non-slut players walk into Nat's office. Tendi threatens that he's not playing on another game with Shorzy bitching to the team about it. Fish agrees. It's it, it's nice to win and everything, but uh, not with Shorzy at the helm. Enter Sanger, who assures everyone that Shorzy is not at the helm. He's running the ship, and the players don't believe him. Did you have something to say, Matt? No. Oh, oh I thought you said <laughs> Uh, Nat is confused and demands to know what's going on. Sanger admits that he asked Shorzy to help him ease in, but it's his show now. Fish is still doubtful. Tendi delivers his ultimatum. Ultimatum. It's either him or Shorzy. Nat doesn't answer, so Tendi quits. Z ushers him out with insults. Sanger assures the others that he'll keep Shorzy between the lines. It'll be different. Um, Meeg defends Sanger. So does Nat. The rest of the players agree to stay. Sanger invites them to the Colson for drinks, leaving Nat to look for another goalie. Scene nine, Shorzy, Sanger, and the sluts are at Pepe Panini's uh, grabbing some food. Pam, the waitress, greets them with attitude. Uh, Shorzy informs her that they just dusted Timmins. Pam doesn't care. She just wants to take their order. There are a lot of Paninis to choose from, but Goody has a question. You have any chicken fingers? Like for your little brother? No. We don't have chicken fingers. Chicken tenders? Goody loves chicken. No. Chicken strips? 
Look, if you want Puffo, you go around the corner of the doghouse. Best wings in town. They got popcorn chicken. Who is this kid? How's <laughs> that pitter-patter panini buns? Find out one every day of the week. It's the prices, right? Fuck you, Shorzy. Le pitter-patter panini sabe tsa, my Five pitter-patters for the Sudbury cantaloupe cockapoos. <laughs> Just then, the doors open to Peppy Panini, and in walks JJ and his girlfriend, Lawrence LaBeouf. Lawrence LaBeouf is the actress's actual name. She's played by her, She's playing herself. She's an award-winning actress from Montreal with an impressive list of credits, including Being Erica, uh, Durham County, 19-2, and she was amazing in that, Street Legal, Transplant, and much, much more. Everyone recognizes her. JJ introduces her to the sluts. Shorzy introduces the sluts to her, making sure to repeat the 10-inch cock fun fact about Hitch. Uh, Lawrence is well aware of who Shorzy is. Even Pam, the waitress, is starstruck. Shorzy tries to break the ice by insulting JJ by saying he looks like Yukon Cornelius, which he totally does. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> yes. Lawrence isn't charmed. She remembers well that Shorzy, what Shorzy did to JJ in the senior men's championship. Quebec remembers it well also. They never forget. JJ is the pride of Quebec. The pride of Quebec? The pride of Quebec. Well, I hate to be the one to tell you, but did you know that the Pride of Quebec can hammer a Catravan cans pack of mini chocolate bars in one episode of Cold Water Cowboy? Oh, fuck you. Have you ever seen a grown man dip pizza bread in Dunkaroos frosting? <laughs> uh, this last comment almost breaks Lawrence, but she composes herself. JJ seems in- unfazed. He's more interested in the pitter-patter panini. Uh, Lawrence calls Shorzy a profoundly mean-spirited man. The girls must love him. Shorzy says the girls might, but he prefers women. You ever had bacon-wrapped water chestnuts? Scene 10. Nat walks into an apartment. In, uh, the front door is open. She calls out for Michaels. The apartment is bare. There isn't much furniture. There's a wall mount uh, bracket for a TV, but no TV. <laughs> There's an air mattress on the ground for a bed, a lamp, a desk, and goalie equipment neatly arranged against the wall. Michaels appears from the bathroom wearing nothing but underwear. Nat informed him that his front door was open. He says he leaves it open in case anyone wants to hang out. He's got beers and <laughs> got stuff. Beers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Michaels seems profoundly lonely. Uh, Nat asked if he changed his number. Michaels no longer has a phone. He sold it. Nat, Nat asked Michaels what happened to all the money she paid him. Michaels spent it all on his girlfriend. And then she left him with all of it. Nat asked him how this could have happened. Have you ever been in love? Goalies are always so weird. Because I have. <laughs> she didn't love me back. No, but I'll tell you what she did, love. Giving squeezers off the side of party islands in Masaga Beach. Nat? Yep. What's an aqua dump? I want you to come back to the team. What? You want me to come back and coach a guy who gave my sweetie a jelly bracelet? Um, you want me to pretend it's not a big deal that she gave him an old-fashioned? My brothers are super weird, but dude. No, no, no! She used to call me dude! You've got... What's an aqua dump? It's taking a dump in a body of water. So Mercedes gives Sanguinette a handmade while Shorzy was taking a dump in Lord. the water? Fuck! You're... You must think I'm in pretty tough, huh? Your dick is out! <laughs> Michaels, Michaels looks down during the entire exchange. The head of his penis is sticking out from under from his underwear. He quickly tucks it back in. Do we need to pause? Do we need to pause here? <laughs> we should pause. We should pause. Just to hear from Tanya. Pause for the D. <clears throat> the, the, now, Tanya, did you actually pause? 
the the video the, the, the no i didn't the pause show. she right. I, no. I, I was watching her though and she's trying to again trying to stay like no no expression but as soon as that happened she she her hands went up like this and she was like what the fuck am i looking at did she ask you to pause no she didn't all right <laughs> i covered my face you I did not cover face. your face I, no i did this was she covering was like, your face oh my god yeah did you I, notice okay. it right away i like, really tried what I really try to keep a poker face with Al. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what I think was even better than scene was Nat's reaction. <laughs> like she's almost like, like her eyes are like watering as she's <laughs> trying desperately not to look down and act like this whole event is not occurring. Looking at the crease in the ceiling, yeah. anywhere else, anything. Yeah. But then you see her eyes like quickly do a a, a down and then up again. It's like your oh, dick is I- out. <laughs> <laughs> she like wasn't sure if it was out. She had to double check. She's like, oh, yep, it's out. And at one point, I think he jumped up and down, and it was like flapping a little bit. <laughs> There's nothing pretty about male genitalia. No, there really isn't. It, it's, oh it's so ugly. I wonder what possessed them to go full nudity in this because they never done it in eleven seasons of Letter Kenny. And then, and then this. Yeah, trying to compete with the boys, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of like the, the extent. The limit. Uh, like anyway. they're pushing the envelope to see what. No, fly. come on. They they kind of push the well, in in Letter Kenny universe. Mm-hmm. They tried to the to, universe. Yeah, the universe with uh, Stewart yes. and rolled and rolled poking at it, and it was yeah. there. This it is the like furthest they've Kenya. The this is the furthest they've gone. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. They oh for sure they went for much farther. Yeah. And and typically yeah. typically when a I one if, thing that's unique. If, is yeah. typically these shows when they want to shock you, it's with the first episode. Like mm-hmm. if you if you look at um, what's that show, uh, Moms, you know the Canadian. Oh, Working Moms. Working Moms. That was like the first scene. Right, that yeah. first so, scene yeah. of that show mm-hmm. is you know yeah. uh, tits out, mm-hmm. right? And 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 again, the first episode of The Boys. Mm-hmm. Watch it, Tanya. Um, and and there's and and the first the first episode of Orange Is Black. I think there's all kinds of nudity in that first yeah. episode. So I typically they but short was heavy early. Mm-hmm. Shorzy, they said no. We we can wait till episode three. <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the only thing I like, it just, it feels like they're, like I said, they're pushing the envelope, but I mean, at the same time, I think they're just truly trying to display how far Michaels has dropped here. Yeah, like, This is how truly pathetic this guy is right now. Mm-hmm. He's walking around with his door wide open with his dick out. <laughs> and, and this is, this is the world that he is now living. Yeah. Comes, comes for the man from yeah. the man with the commando. Yeah. Yeah. And this ass cheek. Mm-hmm. But it's not out. Yeah. That right side of his mm-hmm. briefs were just like up. Yeah. Oh. Like how do you not adjust that? You he, know, he's pulling and, a, and he's like squatting down in front of his pads. But he's selling it at that point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Squatting in front of his pads. Squatting in front of his pads. Unnecessary. And like admiring that unnecessarily. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that's a brave man to do that whole scene. Yeah. Kudos <laughs> to him. Uh, so yeah, he quickly tucks it back in. Quickly. Not quickly enough, <laughs> though. To come back no, that wasn't quickly. That was just putting it back in. <laughs> All right. So Didn't great. you change your name? What are you? Fur baby bulldogs? I don't want you to coach. Good. Because I... I want you to play. Uh, Michaels walks over to his goalie equipment, pops a squat, still in his underwear, and tells Nat <laughs> that he's retired. Look around, Michaels. You've got nothing going on. Nothing going for you. Did you know that they used to call me never misses the mark, Michaels? 
If you want to get back on your feet, it starts with the boys. And a night at the Colson, tip your server. Well, I do miss those boys. And they miss you. you one would think. <laughs> Same pay? No. <laughs> well, I want an apology from Sanguinette. Sure. And Shorzy. Shit. <laughs> man to man. Why do you care what that mutant thinks? Scene 11, cut to Shorzy at work roughing the high schoolers, telling Corey and Liam that he runs the show. Corey calls him a joke. Shorzy makes fun of Corey for always removing his helmet so he can show off his flow to his girlfriend. <laughs> Liam tells Shorzy he posted Dolo's fight to YouTube and he didn't even say thanks. The video almost got 10,000 views. Scene 12, cut to Shorzy reading about the Bulldogs in the Nickel City Post. The headline reads, Bulldogs win, win no one cares. Uh, then Shorzy checks Dolo's fight on video, on, video in, on YouTube and reads all the comments. People are noticing. Some of them are saying they're going to be at the next game. Uh, scene 12, Nat walks into her office. Zeig and Meeg are both on their phones. Season ticket holders? Refunds? Tell them to fuck off. They don't want them anymore. What do they want? Making sure they still have their seats. Fuck off! Bums and seats? We'll be in at least the dozens. Nice work slots. And final scene. Uh, Phil and a few of his buddies are waiting outside Shorzy's apartment for the sluts. Cut to Shorzy and the sluts in Shorzy's apartment eating sticks over bowls. While some of them are dully smoking a joint and we fade to black. And that's the episode. Shorzy's got the big sexy on his head. Oh, yes. I completely missed that. I can't believe I missed that. So I didn't see that either. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was looking. Oh, here it is. Okay. So. Oh, hell yeah. Tanya. What did you Alan. think? What did you think of this episode? First impressions. Okay. So I have to start off by saying everything makes so much <laughs> sense now. It didn't before. It really truly did. Like, so our whole intro, mm-hmm. are you ready? Yeah. And the clapping. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell that was. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that Good, is. Because you're going. Mm-hmm. Cause you're going, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's a hockey reference. And I just chucked it up to that. But as soon as I saw this episode, I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. So anyways, that happened. And then the whole, um, MVP game, the game stick. Yeah. That now makes sense as well. <laughs> That's right. You cause <laughs> you, you did the MVP. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cause so, and I blurted it out the night we watched it. Cause I, I, again, I try to keep a poker face. I try not to say anything cause anything that should be said should be recorded. Mm-hmm. So I was like, everything makes sense now. And you started laughing mm-hmm. and this is why I was saying it because mm-hmm. game stick and the whole ice cream. And might I add that one of the guys bit into his game stick and the chocolate fell on his shirt. Okay, and we're going so we're, we're gonna, we're gonna to get to that poll later. Okay. And of course that's it's why JJ. you need a poll. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, again, so much happening. Um, I did have that question about the knee thing on, on why they were doing it during the fight. Um, it, there was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people, um, I love, there were so many comments that were made that I loved, you know, run them up, fill them in and, and, um, 
the whole lactose intolerant, but he'll power through it because that's totally me. I'm lactose intolerant, but I power through it anyways. Um, I didn't understand the whole Abaddon and, and why Shorzy. What's that? I said somebody else suffers the consequences. Yeah, yeah. No. That's it. <laughs> Go that's on. As long as you don't fan the Yeah. Although it's kind of a me thing too. Holy goody and the whole contact lens. That was super funny. Like he finds it in his beard. Um, Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to Sudbury and, and Sudbury, 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 Sudbury blueberries. Yes. And going to all these lovely little uh, restaurants. I'm sure they're super cute. Um, um, Oh my goodness. What else? What else? What else? Um, okay. So yeah, there's a dick. So (laughs) maybe we should talk about it. I didn't quite, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't quite understand why not where Nat's head is right now, because why does she think that Michael's is a good idea to come back? Is it because, so she's desperate. She needs a goalie. Teddy Teddy quit. Yeah. Teddy quit. She needs a goalie. Was Teddy. Tendy. Was Teddy the goalie? Tendy. Yes. Tendy? That's Tendy. why he's like goaltender. So he's the. What? Tendy. Not chicken, oh, chicken tenders, Tendy. though. Mm-hmm. There you go. Not, not popcorn thing. Blue okay. So Tendy. Tendy. It was <laughs> the goaltender. I thought that Tendy was his name. Well, it's so his, that that's what they call him. That's what they call him. Just never missed the Mark Michaels. Yeah. So, so the, Tendy so he, was the goaltender, yeah. and that's why she's. So that would have been helpful. Mm-hmm. I, I thought. Well, it was through the whole game, though, uh, Shorzy was yelling at him for letting in goals. Right. He throws oh. a toilet paper roll at him. See, yeah. you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I must have missed. <laughs> it's all that. making sense now. You only watched it, it once. It is so. all making sense. Yeah. I did. Uh-huh. I didn't catch all of it. I you would have watched it again today, but we had no internet, it. so you couldn't watch it. <laughs> but we had, I really would have watched it today because I was a wee bit tired when we watched the first time. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that, that didn't really quite make sense to me. But now that I know that it was the goaltender that left, now I understand. Yeah, and the goal an pads important. were there. It's and an important position. It did look much different in the pads suited up mm-hmm. versus when he goes into the yeah. office. Yeah. Like his hair, so just his face. Things we've never different. seen Michaels as the goalie. We only no. saw him as the coach. We didn't correct? even know that he correct. was a goalie. Yeah, we only find out he's a goalie. I was going to say, yeah. did we ever know he was no. a goalie? No. No. No, 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 we didn't. No, but apparently he's already got uh, gear and color scheme to match. So. Yeah. And a nickname. Can't miss. Which, which is a strange nickname for a goalie. Right. <laughs> Never miss the mark. Never miss the mark. It seems like that's like, a, like shooting. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. not stopping shots. Anyway. I agree. Um, is that it? You have 10. Yeah. Thank, thanks for your uh, short uh, first impression. <laughs> Matt, I think Victor's looking at his clock. We <laughs> go, Matt. <laughs> I mean, for I'll, I'll, I'll actually, I was going to go into an order, but I'm going to kick off expanding what she said about Tendy there and Michaels. I like, You know, it's obviously one of those classic scenes that they've done in a million movies where there's like this prodigy, this 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 legend of that space. At least he feels he is Mm -hmm. the way he had his um, pads set up on the wall. So he went over and kind of (laughs) kneeled down to them. It's like, I'm retired. But, you know, he's (laughs) clearly lost all his money, sold everything already. That's what he kept. But he was clearly a big deal. And as attendee at some point, at least in his eyes, his whole whole apartment is bare. 
But Except got, his whole t- he's got a gold, mattress on the floor. His equipment is in pristine, pristine. Like that equipment looks like it's never been worn, much less. Yeah. Like, they literally just pulled that out of a store and put yeah, it there. And yeah. It looks great. Yeah. The other question I quickly asked Mel was, where where are they in that scene? Like in his because place. they always, no no I know that but I mean <laughs> where are they back in the city? Because oh. did she travel to the city? Because they always talk about flying yeah, him back in Toronto, right? And, right. And then all of a sudden she was there and he's mm-hmm. got nothing. So did he just diminish back in Toronto or is he mm-hmm. in some random apartment there in Sudbury? So that one got me thinking. Or do they have really a Protestant stand portal? Yeah. 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 Where's the portal in this <laughs> one? Cause she was there in a, in a mm-hmm. hop, skip and a jump, but we know Sudbury is not that close. So no. Pepe Panini kitchen. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's all that. That was, that was a fun scene. Um, clearly got some shock value there and that's what they're going for. Um, I loved the Sanger Shorzy development in their story in this, in this episode, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, we talked about it. And last time I know even Crave put up a post around who is your favorite on-screen mm-hmm. friendship or do or whatever they could relationship. And yeah. Of course they just took it to town on that one, Yeah, but Kenny they're continuing fans, to yeah. grow. And it's like, I, I was like, I like how Sanger is just so green and everything mm-hmm. about this. And so innocent and <clears throat> Shorzy just has them under his wing, right? They're just, yeah. Shorzy's being surprisingly uh, patient with him. Yeah. 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 He's being, he's being sort of a firm, but like he's still a dick, but he's Mm -hmm. supportive in this whole thing. And I think that's been really great. And, and the handoff and that whole scene, and you even watch the development across the episode. So by the end, Sanger's confident has confidence has grown as he steps into that room and Nat and the attendee and those guys. Mm -hmm. He's just like, it's my guys now. Like I've got this. Yeah. So what? You, you froze for a second there, but you're back. Oh. There. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love it. Like, We're good. Oh, okay. But yeah, I know. I love his, his confidence. That's why I came to Victor's house and not Matt's. Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, open, I openly admitted it. I said the patio wouldn't work. Yeah. I would love for it to work. It'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. The game stick thing. Of course. Yeah. Tanya, you know, your answer is that I, I have to go back. I think it was awesome on the private chat called out about the bulls mm-hmm. and, um, and Shorzy's respect for his own apartment, not wanting to make a mess. Because, again, the Bulls made another appearance, but mm-hmm. only when they were, you know, rocking in sticks in the apartment. Yeah. So I still think it's absolutely ridiculous. But <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we'll get to that poll. We'll get to that poll. I, I know. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. We're getting a loose bachelor for, for, from, from Victor. Yeah. Victor wants a bowl. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, the last bit, the big thing I'll make. Oh, actually, I got two comments. So one. Um, Joey, do your sort of comment about the length of the episode and the feel of it? I, I agree. It feels long, but not in a bad way by any means. There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. The content and the storyline that they're creating is just layers upon layers upon layers. <laughs> and it dense. feels look, yeah, it's super dense, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's got you at every moment. And I was looking at the contrast against like Letter Kenny, and I think there's the big difference is Letter Kenny didn't do a story approach. They tried mm-hmm. it what seasons seven and eight and we we even we talked about we didn't it didn't really land really well with everyone um the, the story the the ongoing story perspective um but they've kept sort of their their style ish to a degree and now they've added an ongoing story and it's working really well here and we love it whereas letter kenny is like a series almost like little sketches and scenes that they would play out and then it would end and the new yeah. episode would start and you got this whole new series of sketches and scenes yeah um 
which those episodes flew because they were just very isolated to themselves. And that was fine. Um, but I, I'm loving it. I'm loving this, this ongoing story. I think they're doing a fantastic job of carrying it on and building it. Um, so I'm just looking forward to more and more and more. The one thing that, and I don't know where this is going to play in, but I feel like this is a setup for at some point, a future uh, encounter is when um, Laurence showed up, Lawrence showed up mm-hmm. and a love her. Wow. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, B she made the comment about Quebec never forgets. Yeah. So that to me was so perfect and, and purposeful, whether they do it in the next few episodes or this gets carried into a mm-hmm. future season, assuming they renew, assuming they renew yeah. um, Quebec never forgets is going to loop back at some point. I agree. I think you're right. Uh, again, though, JJ seems unfazed. He doesn't seem to care as much as everyone else does that that what about what Shrozy did to him, which is either he's not too bright or he's taking too many sticks to the head. You know what I mean? Like he just seems. But this was the callback that we were looking for yeah, last week when yeah. JJ arrived, and it was like, okay, there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's yeah. like yeah. it feel it felt like something was missing mm-hmm. because where we ended off in letter Kenny was not, it it just felt like there should have been some, I think uh, Trollinger and the DM group did say, well, they did come back and and fight Shorzy, but they didn't like Shorzy or it was Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne ended up uh, coming in. Intervening. They had Wayne and Axe and Slash. So JJ really didn't get his comeuppance. Uh, in that in that fight, he, and he didn't still, get his come up. Did get you guys it. high five on that one? <laughs> come up and you can do it right. now. There it is. Uh, all right, weak high five. You guys have covered a Weak bunch of stuff, high. and so I won't I won't retread what you've covered. I, I just want to talk about Shorzy, the hockey genius, for a yeah. second here. Yeah, I knew you're getting to this one. Go <clears> the, for it. The agitator, one of my uh-huh. least favorite, and everyone le- everyone's least favorite player, unless you're in Boston, is uh, Brad Marchand. He's a weasel. He's the guy, he's a dirty player. He pisses everyone off. He gets in under everyone's skin and he doesn't fight, which makes him even more pissed off because it seems like he's a coward. That's Shorzy in this game to a T. But if you see what happens, he did it for a reason right from the beginning to the end. And and unfortunately, and I hate to say this, Marshawn does the exact same thing. It's to get under the player's skins and to make them make stupid decisions like in that face off. Mental mentality off. So the whole game long, he was working on that Appledorn player. The player just wanted to fight him, and he said no. And if you even come near me, I'm going to stick you. He's being a coward, but he's also still pushing his buttons. And then right at the end there, when he needed to win that face-off, he told the guy, I don't even want to win this face-off. I'm just going to cross-check you in, your, in the teeth. <laughs> and so when the, when the puck dropped, the guy in self-defense, or uh, expecting it to happen to himself, does it to Shorzy and all Shorzy cared about was winning that face off. So he took a a cross check to the teeth to win that face off for his team to win. So he took it for the team. He took one for the team. And then the whole play happened exactly the way he drew it out. So on the surface, you may think, you know, you may look at him and say he's, he's a dirt bag and and a coward and stuff. And he kind of still is, but he does it for a reason. He does it for a purpose. And a lot, there's a lot of NHL players out there uh, that uh, I, I think back to, I hated when Toronto played against them because they did the exact same thing. And in the end, it always seemed like they were winning, which sucked. But yeah, that's that's my point there. Go off of that quick to Al. Yeah. I think it goes back to Letterkenny when Shorzy slashes JJ, Bobby yep. Clark's him, mm-hmm. and that he kind of like knew what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. 
And I think this Apple door number three, because it was always the same one, yeah. was the stronger, more mentally stable Apple door. He was the last like the other he's guys, the last Apple door left. Yeah. <laughs> and he was chirping in the whole game. And yeah. so we let the other guys take the others out. And then he knew it kind of came down to this. So just like with JJ back in Letter Kenny, yeah. he knew like this is like what has to be done. Yeah, it's the whole win at all costs. And and usually yep. You know that that's fine with me when it's within the rules. In this case, it's kind of yeah, that whatever. Was extreme. Uh, the the letter Kenny was extreme. Yeah, that was extreme, but whatever. So, Victor, did I steal your thunder? No, <laughs> oh. you, you know, you know what? I mean, um, for me, this episode with this episode, I mean, I think the show has arrived, and I don't, I don't need to compare it to Letter Kenny anymore. I think it stands on its own. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I, I really do. I think it stands on its own. It doesn't need a comparison. It's not like better or it's just its own show. Sure. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm fine with that. Uh, I feel like the, the, the episode was a time warp. Um, you know, we've all talked about it, but there's so much that happened there. Mm-hmm. We saw an entire hockey game. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. clips from a game. It was, we saw an entire hockey game. We saw all the intermissions. Yeah. Uh, we see, right. And we had, we, we had the whole story from yeah. beginning to end. And then there Players was still quitting. a whole other ep- part of the episode that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that this was not a 26 minute episode and yet it was, yeah. it was a weird time warp mm-hmm. episode and, mm-hmm. and, but I still wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I didn't want it to stop for sure. And, and uh, let's go back to a uh, scene seven. So that's the one where, um, they're ta- it's after the game they're talking about the game sticks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a comparison that you're not going to like, Oh, um, Seinfeld. <laughs> So, oh, so, so, and you're, yeah, like out of left field and probably most listeners mm-hmm. don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, but in season one, there was an, there was an episode where Elaine and Jerry are talking about their, they used to be boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. and they're talking about maybe being friends with benefits. Okay. And they're trying to kind of figure out oh, how okay. that's going to work. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue and the delivery of how they're trying to say, wait, so you mean we can have this Mm -hmm. and that, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to kind of work, work it through. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the way that Wayne was trying to Wayne. Surely. Surely. God damn it. (laughs) Let's not compare it to letter. You know why I said that though? Because in that, in that, in that scene, He started he to sound okay, more. So, okay, yeah, so. he started sound more like Wayne than right. Shorzy. He's trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Just because you never really see Shorzy thinking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the way that he was trying to work it out, and the way that he was kind of thinking out loud mm-hmm. and saying this and that, mm-hmm. it just for me felt very, very reminiscent of that episode. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see that. But anyway. Uh, that's not a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. That's just a little nostalgic thing. Sure. But my God, I love this show so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the letter Kenny that I've Hell been waiting yeah, for, for yeah. 11 yeah. seasons. I mean, don't compare it to letter Kenny. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, but cause I thought letter Kenny was a hockey show. <laughs> so, so anyway, now this is a fucking hockey show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they better announce season two mm-hmm. soon because I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Um, I know this is only going to get better. Um, uh, I mean, just, I loved it so much. Yeah. They're setting up a lot of like good characters, good yeah. potential storylines. So that whole Quebec never forgets. Yeah. I like that. I think that could be a really good future storyline. Uh, Joey. Yeah. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, 
I think we'll go back. Well, one thing, JJ Frankie JJ is wearing the same outfit in every scene. <laughs> Everybody else changes clothes, right? But he's wearing the same white T-shirt and black vest and black beanie mm-hmm. in every scene. He found something All that the- he looks good in, and he's he like, found yeah. something yeah, that Lawrence I guess likes. Looks like yeah. Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say he looks most like Yukon. U- yeah. <laughs> Nuts. But I guess in regards to JJ, he just. I don't know if he's just had a shit ton of concussions because mm-hmm. he is just like zoned out mm-hmm. all over the place in every scene in the, in a uh, Pepe Panini. He's just staring at the menu yeah. while uh, Shores is just chirping him um, in the locker room. He's just really quiet. And Shores has got to reiterate, like, what did you say? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of agree with Matt too. Like the Quebec never forgets. Um which now in my head, knowing what happens, that like maybe that makes sense, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then the bat queef thing was hilarious <laughs> to me too. Um, you watched ahead, right, Joey? Yeah. Sorry. He, yeah, he's watched. You ahead. watched ahead already. I did. I only watched ahead once because mm-hmm. I didn't want to get too familiar with it, and then like bring up too much for later and ruin things. It's so. hard, right? Like I even yeah. I've had a few moments where I'm like, I want to reference. Kind of it. My like, oh, no, we're not there yet. We're not there Wait, yet. Wait, you watched yeah. ahead your fucking DJ? Oh yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Damn. Everybody like, it Victor. was all agreed upon. Mm-hmm. No, it was not. I never agreed to anything. Okay. This is a whole new show. Hold okay, on. So road. I guess that what leaves it open. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh that's um um and then in uh the 24 hour flashback too. Mm-hmm. With Shorzy explaining to a singer of like, you're my brother. I'd go to the wall for you. Would you go to the wall for me? When you call me useless cunt on the way. I think that in itself explains Shorzy's mentality on his chirping and everything of the tough love and like kind of why he comes off as a dick and everything. But does that mean all the chirping and everything he does with everybody else means... Like he's good buddies with them and he'd fight for them and whatnot. He considers them um, brothers. Yeah. The the, yeah. Har- the harsher he is to his teammates, the closer he is to them. Right. 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 But to his and opposition, I, I it's, like it's completely different. Confusion <laughs> yeah. When uh, Sanker's like, you can't tell your coach to fuck off. It's yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, what? That's right. I can't. God damn it. Yeah. yeah that was pretty funny. <laughs> And Tanya, up until I watched the episode, I thought game stick and when Shorzy's coming in, pumping his hands in the locker room, who gets the game stick? I thought they were going to hand on an actual like hockey stick. Yeah. Well, I thought so too, yeah. but I watched, yeah, I, I'd watched ahead and knew what was going on. Uh, and speaking of hockey sticks, was there a, a breakaway hockey stick um, budget as well? Because <laughs> hockey sticks aren't incredibly easy to break. Well, from my understanding, uh, if you buy them from Canadian tire, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not cheap, but, uh, but I mean, exactly. they're, they're, that's a pretty hefty budget. Yeah. You can buy cheap ones. You don't have to yeah. spend $300 on the stick, but it will likely break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, back to the dick out, not necessarily the dick out itself, but uh, the guy, Mark Michaels, just <laughs> his physical, did you draw? Is that a chalk, a drawable cup? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so you just have a dick sticker. On I thought cup. that was Pinocchio. <laughs> Tanya's got a, a, a beer, a plastic beer cup. And they've got these like, little black labels on them that you can with your with your nail you can etch your name on it so that if you're at a party you know which one's yours 
and yeah, she's nice. drawn a dick on hers. <laughs> that that looks like an elephant penis, or it looks like something. It's something. Else. Looks like a baby holding an apple. All right, come on, people. It's <laughs> eleven o'clock. I still got to drive home after this. <laughs> yeah, but just to Mark Michaels with like his physical acting, the line delivery, everything. I thought was that was really good. Awesome. All right, that's good enough. Yep, let's okay. roll. Okay, we're good. How Michaels continued speaking after jiggling around and having it. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Not 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 I after, agree. during. During. Yeah. During. <laughs> hey, he's a, he's an actor. It's not easy to be an actor. All right. Mm. Tanya, what's your rating for this episode? Oh. Um Oh, really? Yeah. Did I did I surprise you with this question? <laughs> oh, <God>. Um <laughs> What is there even to think about? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> There was D in the episode. What's going on? Come on. You got to give it to the D. It was a fresh. All right. (laughs) There was a lot of love. No, a lot of love, not just for the D. Mm -hmm. It was a great episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Had, it was just full of everything. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really good. And now everything makes sense. (laughs) And this is kind of where everything comes from. This is like the Montreal steak spice and the uh, ants on the sea dews Mm -hmm. all in one Mm -hmm. and makes, makes sense. Finally. Matt. Yeah. It's another beauty, man. It's uh, these are just so much fun. I know. Again, I've talked, I'm not a sports guy. We all know this, but I love sports stories Mm -hmm. and this is this is hitting all the right notes for a sports story and i'm thoroughly enjoying it so it's a beauty the one last comment i want to quickly make which i meant to bring up before Mm -hmm. is anyone else feel that shorzy's banter is running at a slower cadence than he did in letter kenny a little bit yeah Yeah. but i think each episode it is and it goes with his explanation towards uh sanguinette Mm -hmm. about like you're my buddy and everything and then like asking to help coach i think he's kind of maturing yeah he's yeah i just find it's like like when he's when he's reffing even mm-hmm. the attacks aren't as quick and as vicious as fast he, as yeah. i mean they're still just as vicious but mm-hmm. they're it's like he slowed down the whole flow of it um i don't know if that was intentional or just stepped away from shorzy for a bit and now delivering and that's what we're getting Maybe. He's he's evolved from a caricature to a character. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Well, well I just want to call it up, but it's a beauty. It's a, okay, it's a fresh. Uh, I give it a fresh too. It's a it's a solid solid episode. There was nothing wrong with this episode, and I really appreciated all the inside hockey stuff, like that game on the surf. And by the way, that last play, how well shot was that? How well edited was that? He described the play like in the timeout, and then yeah. Exactly. It, that wasn't it. Was a, be. That wasn't oh, an yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't an easy thing to show, especially the whole winning the faceoff back, Dolo air mailing the puck, and and having JJ like it was. It was a tough thing to show. I think. I think yeah. they shot it really well. So, like in terms of cinematography, there, there was authenticity. Kudos to, to Billy on on that one. Yeah, they certainly and, stepped and, up. Yeah, um, on that category all around, and it's yeah. it's so much fun because often uh, shooting hockey, especially because it's such a fast pace, lots of quick cuts. A lot of it is kind of dis uh, uh, associated like one scene from another because it is so fast and, and whatever. But in this case, it it all made sense. Uh, the face off was won. The pass was made. He got behind the defense and he scored. It, I, th- I thought it was really perfectly done. I don't think we uh, brought up the part that Tendy went over and he was in a truck with uh, the big show. Tendy wasn't with what him. What now? Was he? Yeah. The Tendi, final scene. The final scene. Was Tendy with Phil? I don't, I don't 
I, I didn't see I don't if, know about if that. he was with, I'm not sure. I think he was, I think, I think he went over to the okay. other side. We'll have to uh, check the tape on yeah. that one. Cause I don't know. I, we'll, 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 Run it back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll need an instant replay. Yeah. So anyway, it's a fresh for me, uh, Victor. Uh, what about you? Yeah. I mean, Oh shit! Wrong one, dude. <laughs> See, this is why you shouldn't have buttons. All right, buttons aren't toys, no. Victor. Last time out, the crickets. All right, we have our second Shorzy unicorn. Victor's not allowed to touch buttons. Perfect. That was better than you hitting the right button. All right, Joey, the pressure's off of you. Uh, you don't, uh, it's already a unicorn in the book. He doesn't want to say anything. He just like presses the button. That's it. That's done. Move on. What do you give this one? Uh, definitely fresh. I mean, this whole, like I said, I've looked ahead, but there's nothing in this series that mm-hmm. warrants anything below a fresh. Awesome. Um, Matt was talking about it too. Just the episodes are so dense and everything mm-hmm. that there's nothing to throw away. Yeah. Every single scene is utilized and useful yeah. for the storyline storylines mm-hmm. if anything um whereas in letter kenny like there's forgetful things for mm-hmm. sure yeah there's bits and pieces and they make like a chunks of memorable and important storylines whereas yeah. this is just so much and it's yeah. all important and vital yeah agreed so all I'm right curious if they do get renewed and everything if they kind of begin to stretch it out but yeah, we'll see. Because um, I think it's all been A storyline, right? I don't think there's been any kind of B stories. No, so far. no. I, I mean, maybe like Meeg and, and Sanguinette a little bit. Maybe could start the, something. Yeah, that could that's not even a story yet. They're just not like, yet. they're just, no. you know, but, the, that's but a they're putting little nuggets here yeah. and there yeah. for things that they yeah. could expand. Yeah, and then, could, then we yeah. can tie it back and go, yeah, that's where that Yeah, could and uh, there's Shorzy and, and, and uh, Laura uh, more. Yeah. So I guess there's stuff there that's potential. Uh, all right, we'll go back to the game stick. Tanya, who gets your game stick? Again, have I? Holy shit. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think she wants you to come home tonight. Oh, can I can I play that there was a delay on that um, while I was thinking? Um, oh, my God. I didn't think of game stick. Oh, boy. Shit. Okay, JJ, yeah. come on. Right? <laughs> I'm going to give it to Jim. <laughs> that feels like a I'm gonna give it tolerant one because he exactly Joey he was lactose intolerant right, and right. uh, he was gonna power through it and um you I'm right there with yes, him you can relate to gym number three you're fine yeah <laughs> Matt who do you give the game stick to um I'm gonna give this one to Michaels uh-huh. uh I just that's such a brave scene and big Michaels or little Michaels. Michaels the game stick for his stick yeah Michaels yeah. And, and Mikey yes it feels really uncomfortable to do so but he just well I that's why you're commando today right yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm owning it I'm supporting Michaels here all around and he just he just it was such a like I didn't expect that mm-hmm. I think was the biggest Mm-hmm. aspect when he left at the what first episode or whatever i'm like all right that's the end of michael's goodbye yeah um so when he caught that really caught me off guard there was a real shock value to that scene and then an added shock value within the scene of the shock value mm-hmm. so i loved it and and i and just the the chemistry between him and nat throughout mm-hmm. that whole encounter just cracked me right the fuck up so great it, it's going to michael's on this one yeah, I, I I I agree. Michaels gets the game stick for sure. Michaels and Mikey, uh, easy easy one there. Victor, can you stop saying Michael stick? <laughs> so 
I know you, you DJ and stink. I'm, pro- I'm going to give it to uh, Sanguinette's suit, but I'm not. Um, give it to Chantal Cravietza. <laughs> Great no. looking suit. Fine menswear. I'm going to give it to Miguan's uh, baby turtle. Um, because, what? yeah, exactly. All of you missed what? it. Uh, you know, she was. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> We're not playing this game anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's not a game. I'm, I'm serious. And I, because I knew nobody would say anything about it which is a damn shame. And, you know, every scene she was in, she was sporting this wonderful turtle on her, on her finger and, and nobody, nobody spotted it. And I think it was incredible. I couldn't get my eyes, eyes so off it. Out of all the performances in this, you you're giving it to an inanimate object on Miguan's finger. Accurate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You do was, know that Al's in the room with you and in, in hitting like distance. I know, like, but he's, he's my host right now and, and he bought dinner. So I, I, I'm going to be good. Joey, <laughs> help me out here. Who do you give the game stick to? Oh my God. Uh, I will not piggyback off of Victor, but I will say <laughs> uh, the three ladies in this episode, um, very much Tannis vibes. And in saying mm. that they've, They've uh, they've supported Sanguinette and Shorzy the whole time. Mm-hmm. When uh, the first te- goaltender came in and uh, harping on everybody, they're like, "No, fuck you!" Like, yeah. this is what we're doing. Uh, but they're sticking up for Sanguinette and Shorzy the whole time, um, which leads to a question that can be answered later: mm. Is who was Tannis's cousin? Right. That Shorzy went up to play with. I think it's Nat. Yeah, it's probably Nat. I, I'm I'm thinking it's Nat as well. So. Yeah. Uh, but I got to give it to Michaels as well. <laughs> For a lot of the same reasons, Matt, just like that was yes. just the whole scene and just getting into the bed and just talking. Oh, and just, like, talk about. And then just out and squatting down with half his ass cheek out. Do we think that that was his everything. real stick? Oh, I don't no. even want to. I don't think they, I mean, yeah, I mean, they could have used, but I mean, because that, that was a big cup or whatever he was wearing. So I, you could I don't know. I don't know. We could have done some stuff there, but. And I'm not going to research that. So. <laughs> also, just look back. Uh, the original goaltender was not in the truck. Oh, okay. Of, uh, oh, you did. Okay. Thank you. I just. Because that would have been an interesting story. Uh, yeah, it would. Otherwise. So that would have been really then, cool. Then who's that third guy in a the truck? Then? Who knows? Just another um, big boy. Another big boy. Tanya, are you ready for top five? So top five. So right now you've got uh, episode two is your number one and episode one is your number two. Where do you put episode three? <laughs> That's too much math for yeah. me at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, I've had. Is this, the, is this your first, best, your favorite? Second best. Your second best. Yeah, best. exactly. Just do it that way. Three episodes. three episodes. Oh my good Lord. Um, I feel like last week was super funny. Mm-hmm. I don't remember last week to tell you the truth. Um, segue oh between those gosh. comments. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with number one is number two. Number <laughs> three is number two. No, number two is number one. Number three is number two, and number one is number three. We like some kind of core report. Were you not just complaining this? about too much math? This what? is your second favorite, is what you're saying. Okay, thank you. Okay, Matt. Yeah. That was painful. <laughs> that was painful. Three, three is going to sit three. This, this is your number three? This is my number three. Okay. This is my number two. I think this is the second best one so far this season uh, after last week. So I think, uh, or yeah, that's right. Uh, Victor, how about you? 
We got to see an entire fucking game mm -hmm. in a 26 minute sitcom. <laughs> so what is he, I what mean, is he this is number one for this you This is now? number one. You, right. gotta, you gotta give him props for that. The and and, and cinematography and the way they shot that final play. Mm -hmm. I mean, hands down, number one. Uh, Joey, this is your first time on the podcast. So if you have your top five letter, Kenny, you feel free to share them. If not, uh, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> sure. I didn't have time to go through all that, mm -hmm. but. I will make some points that Mark Michaels reminds me kind of his voice and the facial features of a guy at work that I'm not a huge fan of. <laughs> so it's weird. I gave him the MVP, <laughs> but then that also goes back to the same person from letter Kenny mm -hmm. that my coworker, uh, the fuck you Tibidu. Mm -hmm. uh, I just really related with that uh, storyline mm -hmm. that pulled open of just being a nut sack and not pulling your weight. Um. But I'll, I'll just give you and Trace props that these cold open brackets you're doing are are incredible. I think I haven't followed along with the uh, mm -hmm. the voting numbers, but I know they're consistently high. Yeah. Well, they're getting higher going. and higher. The, the last one was was yeah. was the the highest one yet for sure. So nice, I mean, yeah. that that's a great segue then to our next segment, if hey, uh, hey. if I may. You may. The letter Kenny cold open bracket update. All right, so last week we had a bunch of battles. We'll start with Angie's accent losing to Takes the Dirt Road 7629, uh, followed by Alphabet Aerobics beating Mother Hutchins 7442. I really feel like Mother Hutchins was the better one in this, but whatever. Suck My Johnson loses to Old Bad Boy Gus 5446, and Ants on Seadoos beats uh, McMurray's uh, McMurray's and Gale's bet 102 to 49. Uh, that one was easy, uh, but we did have uh, Billy Buttry made a note here. Ants on Seadoos is one of his personal favorites, uh, one of the hardest to keep professional while filming for everyone involved. So. That was a nice little <laughs> behind the scenes for that. Dad noises with a surprise win over Katie's rap. This one here, 145 so disappointing. to 98. This was the, our biggest vote getter so far. A lot of conversation back and forth on this one. And I, I'm a little disappointed because I thought Katie's rap should have made it to like the I, I, I love some of some, and I'm going to call out Chad on this one. When we called out, you know, what do you like? And he's just like, I just like the noises. And, and like it's such a simple response, sure. but I it mean, made me laugh. And I'm like, sure. Can't argue that. And the one that's currently going on right now, only a lonely has 16 and fun dip dry rip 23. So that one's still going. You can still get your vote in. So, so far fun dip dry rip is winning on that one. Thank you all for, for uh, voting. It's been a lot of fun this week and, and amazing <laughs> results. Uh, some other polls here that I wanted to talk to about, uh, about <clears throat> after last week's episode. Polls. Sorry. Uh, after last week's episode, I posted uh, some some clips from last week's episode and I asked a few questions that were, you know, from last week's episode. So the first one here is, do you know what a dual tang is? Uh, we were wondering whether it was a Canadian only thing or maybe just an old thing. And the, the options were, yes, I'm old. 37 people never heard of it 41 so the majority of people had never heard of what a dual tang is uh joey did you know what a dual tang was uh the name no but by context clues <laughs> and he's holding a, a folder yeah i could grasp what it was right the fact that it was specifically no. the yeah. metal uh flap tab thing yeah. or else it's just a folder no this is different yeah um, Portfolio, yeah. I knew what it was, just never heard of the name. That's Don. A common item in the school shopping list in Nova Scotia. That's from Adrian. Never heard it referred to as that, but familiar with the concept. That's Trace. I hadn't heard of it until last week. That's from Liz. So, yeah. And wow. then... 
here's the one. I love this one here. This one got a lot of votes too. How do you eat your <laughs> drumsticks? And your options were over a bowl or like a grown ass adult. Uh, over a bowl got three votes and like a grown ass adult got 151 votes. Because you're leading the witness the way you phrased the question. <laughs> it's a flawed, it's a flawed, it's a flawed, it's a flawed. Three it's, votes. It's like, it's, it's equivalent of, um, you know, vote fraud. Uh-huh. Yes. Three votes. Look at all of us grown ass adults over here voting on the proper way to eat a stick. Uh, that's Bunch from from Chris, Crystal. What are they? Five? I've never used a bowl in my entire history of eating a stick. That's from our buddy Dean. And and here's the final word is from our sponsor. You can't say no to our sponsor who says <laughs> it literally it is literally made yeah, of an so good. of an edible handle. <laughs> no bowl <laughs> required unless it's forty degrees uh, out, and you can't eat it fast enough. And in that case, you eat it over grass. And that's from our sponsor and buddy Eric. So it was such go. a brilliant mic drop <laughs> moment when he said that. All right. Uh, just moving on real quick here. <laughs> news. So we got a few bits of news here. We've reached 3000 uh, followers on Twitter. So thank you very much. Actually, we're over 3,100 followers now. So thank oh, yeah, you. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's the Shorzy effect happening there. Uh, also, we're huge in Finland. <laughs> we reached num- number two on the sh- after show charts in- and number 15 on the TV and film charts in Finland. So thank you. And I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it Finland and not Finland. You tell me whether which one is right is which one's wrong how and, many people uh, oh i don't know but whatever we're number oh. two we're number Enough two make it number two exactly oh, number two on. my lord <laughs> and finally uh next monday i'm going to be appearing on the toronto mike podcast presenting volume four of the best of toronto mike so if you're not familiar with his podcast he's basically the canadian version of mark Marin, and he's a buddy of mine and the inspiration for this podcast I've been on it a few times. So uh, every 250 episodes he does, I come on and do like the best of clips. And now he's over like he's at episode 1066 now. So uh, I'm, I'm making my fourth appearance there. So if you want to check that out, that's happening on Monday. And uh, that's all we have. Oh, I've got a listener comment here. Thank you for making the pod. It's awesome. That's from De- Dennis Sutter from the UK. He just finished or he just started listening to us from the beginning. So thank you so much, Dennis. Uh, for for listening and hopefully you stick around. Uh, so final comments, Tanya, what do you got? Joey, <laughs> thank you so much for coming out tonight. So much fun. Uh, Victor, thank you for taking Al on tonight. You know, <laughs> the next time the next time our internet goes down, I think we should have like a list of people that Al can go to and like you too can have Al and some puppers. <laughs> Uh, on the next. Uh, oh, is that the value add you're proposing there? <laughs> nice. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I will go around traveling from house podcast. to house. Yeah, traveling, traveling podcast. podcast. Have beer, Not we'll just, travel. Uh, next up, Sudbury. <laughs> 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 I'm really looking forward to our trip to Sudbury. Mm-hmm. I, I am. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start working on it next. Is it Burry? Do you? Are you calling Sanguine a liar? Phonetically, phonetically, it shouldn't is be Burry. Is it Burry? Okay, I'll, I'll flip. I'll, I'll switch it up. But it's um, like Toronto. 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 There's no second T in Toronto. I think it's something like that. <laughs> I think it's something. <laughs> um, tonight was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready for bed. So go to Avalanche. Oh. All right. <laughs> night, night, Tanya. Matt. Night, night. Joey, Joey, Joey. <laughs> 
Thanks for coming out, buddy. <laughs> Thank you guys. So much fun. Uh, loving this. this. This Tonight's episode was very uh, timely for me, so I'm glad we got to do this. I'm glad, Al, you made it work. Oh, I know man. when I got those messages earlier, I, like I said, this was a hell of a fucking day. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the the long-term stretch was going to be, we may not be able to do it today. And I needed this tonight. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you made the trip and are hanging out with Victor and Victor. I'm so grateful to hear your velvety voice <laughs> on a proper mic. On a it proper sounds mic, great, but yes. really <laughs> he almost convinced it? me that to let him use his headset again. I'm like, well, <laughs> we couldn't get it connected. Oh, darn. You'll have to use a better so mic. so good. And, and, and a happy uh, belated birthday, Al. Thank you. Uh, just in case I didn't say that, I want to make sure that, that that got in. I hope you had a wonderful wonderful birthday bud i did and uh to <laughs> another week we go <laughs> all right joey thanks you did a great job tonight i knew you would I, I was looking forward to having you on and and thank you for doing it good work and hopefully we'll have well not hopefully we will definitely have you on again at least we'll see you at the next egg hall and uh yeah it was a great time right. victor yeah uh joey thank you so much i love that you go by joey there's two hockey brothers named uh mikey anderson and joey anderson there joey plays in toronto and uh hey, so happy to help yeah, apropos of nothing yeah, but okay so, so kudos um and you know uh good luck with your avalanche i i i am a little concerned because my son is rooting for them and it's a bit of a curse uh uh he <laughs> oh, roots, shit. Yeah, he roots for the connects as well um so anyway um but uh you know i think maybe it's just a canadian curse yeah it, it maybe maybe Hopefully. so Fingers it's crossed. it's a good start it's a good start so you know um i'll be i'll be rooting more. For, be rooting for you guys um anyway uh loving this can't wait till the next episode uh matt uh, damn you for watching ahead but whatever <laughs> <laughs> all right and joey you get the last word yes thank you all of you each and every one of you um uh you hit a year a little bit ago um we're hitting two I, years I, in a month oh shit my bad <laughs> a little behind so uh i, I hope you guys speech prepared on that one <laughs> yeah whoops well hold on give me a second now uh i hope you guys grasp grasp how much um of a positive positive effect you've had on the folks in the dm group and on social media and stuff um i know everybody in it really appreciates you all um, as much as I do, uh, and the, the community and everything you've created is fantastic. Um, Al, I know you're the most in it, Matt, you're in it too. Um, Tanya and Victor, you guys are missing out on, on what goes on because <laughs> it's, it's great stuff. Um, and there's just so much love for the four of you in this community. So thank you for that. Um, and another shout out to you guys and Trace specifically in that you guys have opened my eyes into other shows as well and just breaking them down, appreciating more than just words and action scenes or comedy or whatever, like actually appreciating uh, cinematography or music choice, things like that. And, and, and gratuitous nudity, nudity scenes, you know, you should appreciate <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Dicks out. Yeah. Dicks out. Um <laughs> Happy belated birthday to you, Al. Thanks, and I, if I recall correctly, there's like seven or eight, nine, ten other June birthdays in the mm-hmm. DM group. So happy birthday to all of those folks as well. And uh, to Ruben, fuck Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> That's right, Ruben. Just Tampa. Yeah, we have a yeah, we have that uh, the uh, conflict in the DM group. Also, it, isn't it Benelli's birthday today, Mike Benelli? Uh, yeah, it's right. So I happy birthday to Mike. Today. I don't know if it was today. Right. Well, it, it was in and around today. So happy birthday to yeah, everybody. The June, Mike. The yes. June folks. Excellent. There's a lot of you. All right. 
I'm going to play us off here with Surrounded by Chantal Kraviasik. And this is the song that was being played while the sluts were enjoying their sticks in the dressing room. Damn, I should have oh, I could go for a stick. <laughs> I'll be oh, home soon. Home. I'll hurry home. <laughs> run now, run. She'll be snoring by the time I get home. Oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, how long can you make this run for? I'll go upstairs and get the stick in the freezer. Go, hurry. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we review and recap episode four of Shorzy. If you can't win, don't play with our friend and first-timer, Brenya. Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They're at diabolicalcoffee.com. Right now, you can use a promo code PROTOSTAND for 10% off any purchase on the site if you'd like to support the podcast tell your friends rate us on itunes spotify or become a patron there's a patreon link on our site or twitter profile at protestant pod we're also on facebook instagram and tiktok at protestant pod thank you for joining us now we're going to enjoy some game sticks no bowls necessary on behalf of joey matt victor tanya and myself thank you for listening and have a great week and with my own two eyes